Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I'm Patty Scalzo, and this is the radio broadcast of Shi'ar Jashub, coming from Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut. Today, we will be continuing a sermon in Pastor Greg Scalzo's Heavenly Authority series. My husband has been teaching on the New Testament Office of Administrations, the elders, pastors, bishops of the church, along with the deacons and deaconesses. And in the current sermon, Pastor Greg has been addressing the question of how those in these positions should be chosen and appointed according to the scriptures. Pastor has discussed three basic factors in the selection. First, the character qualifications listed in God's Word for these offices. Second, the putting forth of those in each congregation of the candidates they believe meet those criteria. And third, the top-down appointment by those who clearly have anointed Holy Spirit authority after they have prayed and sought God's confirmation. After giving the example of the process that is in Acts chapter 6, Pastor Greg had moved on to chapter 14 when we left off. We'll go back a minute in the sermon for context. Consider this. Uh, if you look at Acts chapter 14, Acts chapter 14, Paul is on his missionary journey with Barnabas. In uh, verse 14, but when the apostles Barnabas and Paul heard this, and Barnabas and Paul are clearly both called in chapter 14, verse 14, apostles. And then look down at verse uh, 20. However, when the disciples gathered around him, he rose up and went into the city, and the next day he departed with Barnabas to Derbe. So Paul and Barnabas go to Derbe. Verse 21, And when they had preached the gospel to that city and made many disciples, they returned to Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch. Not Antioch in Syria. This is the Antioch in Asia Minor, right? They go back to the places they preached and the churches they established. And what do they do? Verse 22, strengthening the souls of the disciples, exhorting them to continue in the faith, and saying, we must, through many tribulations, enter the kingdom of God. So when they, Paul and Barnabas, the apostles, had appointed elders in every church, the NIV will say, in each church, and prayed with fasting, literally, Having prayed, having prayed with fasting, they commended them to the Lord in whom they had believed. And then they go on, they move on, they leave, and ultimately go back to Antioch and Syria to the church that sent them out. They're sent out once. They appoint, they appointed elders, presbyteros, elders in every city and each church. So number one, you see that the elder these offices of administration are tied to what? The local church, right? We've discussed this before, but here you see it very clearly. Each location should have their 
elders, their pastors, their overseers, whatever you want to call them, and their deacons. These are specific to the location. And again, you have Paul and Barnabas literally having prayed with fastings, making sure that they have the direction of the Holy Spirit. They finalize, after they pray, the appointment. The apostles select the elders in each location, in every church. For that matter, uh, let's consider what we've studied in 1 Timothy and Titus for several weeks. In Titus chapter 1 and verse 4, the letter to Titus, Paul writes to Titus, a true son in our common faith, a true son in our common faith. Just to give you some insight in who this Titus is, I'm going to jump to 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 23, 2 Corinthians 8, 23. If anyone inquires about Titus, Paul writes, he is, Titus is, my partner and fellow worker concerning you. Titus is my partner and fellow worker concerning you. Titus is as though an emissary of Paul. He's his fellow worker. And so he tells Titus uh, in Titus chapter 1 and verse 5, he says to him the reason, and this is the section we studied several weeks ago, for this reason I left you in Crete, that you should set in order the things that are lacking. Remember we studied that? And appoint elders in every city as I commanded you. And then he goes on to give the qualifications for the elders, which we studied in detail. Okay. I left you in Crete, Paul says, that you should set in order the things that are lacking and appoint elders in every city as I commanded you. It's a command. Again, every city. It's a local appointment. The elders, the bishops, the overseers, the pastors, a local appointment. As I commanded you, then the qualification. Qualifications. Titus is an anointed emissary to the Apostle Paul. Uh, that does not mean it precludes the people of the church making a choice. It doesn't say here that the people didn't present who they felt should be the elders to Titus, right, based upon the qualifications. But Titus is to appoint. The word there in the King James is translated ordain. It's kathistemi. Kathistemi is the same word back in Acts chapter 6, verse 3, when the 12 said, whom we may appoint, to appoint a person to a position, to set an order, to put in charge. So again, you have a Holy Spirit anointed figure in Titus finalizing the selection, appointing the selection. Timothy, we've seen, is an evangelist, 2 Timothy 4.5. We study that. And he's a second-generation apostle, 1 Thessalonians 2.6, right? He's a budding apostle. He's a close associate of Paul, and he's Paul's agent and representative again. So in uh, 2 Timothy, in 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 1, you have Paul an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God according to the promise of life 
which is in Christ Jesus, to Timothy, a beloved son. So Timothy is as a son doing his father's business. And then you look at down in chapter 2 of 2 Timothy, verse 2, and we study this, and the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. So I've taught you, now you go and commit these teachings to faithful men who then will be able to teach others. Okay, so that gives you an idea of the background of Timothy. Then you go to what we studied in 1 Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter 3, right, where he says, this is a faithful saying, if a man desires a position of a bishop, he desires a good work. A bishop must be blameless, the husband of one wife, and we went through all that down to verse 7. Verse 8, likewise deacons must be reverent, not double-tongued, and we went through that down to verses 13. The criteria is given to Timothy to make this selection of the bishops, of the deacons, at the church. Uh, and Timothy is young. If you look in uh, chapter 4, if you look down in chapter 4 and verse 11, he, um, he tells him in chapter 4, verse 11, these things command and teach. So just like before, teach these to others. He tells him, command these things, teach these things. And he says in verse 12, let no one despise your youth, but be an example to the believers in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Till I come, give attention to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Do not neglect the gift that is in you, which was given to you by prophecy, right? So there was an anointing of the Holy Spirit. A prophecy came out about Timothy's work with the laying on of hands of the eldership. So in some of the churches established before, Timothy is recognized and elders lay hands on him in that church position, prophesying what he would do. And Paul, almost like Elijah with Elisha, taking the cloak, he takes, he lays hands upon Timothy. In 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 6, he says to him, Therefore I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. And he says, Do not neglect that gift, but go and command and teach the things I've taught you. And don't let anyone despise you because of your youth. So again, you have an anointed appointment given to him by prophecy. Holy Spirit selected. And now he's involved in the selection as a uh, representative of Paul, as an apostle, in the elders and deacons, of the elders and deacons at the church at Ephesus. And we see how important a role as a budding apostle he has under Paul. If you look further down, and now in chapter 5, if you look in chapter 5, verse 17 of 1 Timothy, we study this first part in 17 and 18. Let the elders who rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in the word and doctrine. 
And again, remember when we studied that, we said you can have um, offices together. You have the office of the elder, and then there are those who are elders or pastors that have the gift of teaching, too. And um, you can have a double calling, and he says that they have that double calling, they're worthy of double honor. For the scripture says, you shall not muzzle an ox while it treads out the grain, and the laborer is worthy of his wages. So Timothy is involved in establishing at this church the honorable position of the elder. Then it says in verse 19, Paul says, do not receive an accusation against an elder except from two or three witnesses. Those who are sinning rebuke in the presence of all that the rest also may fear. So not only is his role establishing the honorable position of the elder, but in discipline also, right? Are disciplining those elders who really are sinning. Current sermons are live streamed on YouTube every Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. Join us for in-depth Bible messages by Pastor Greg and Associate Pastor Francis David for a celebration of the Lord's Supper, and for prayer and conversation by Pastor Greg and myself. I know you will find it a special anointed time. You can search YouTube for the Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle channel, or you can use the link on our church website at shi'arjeshub.org. The programs are then posted on YouTube and rumble.com, as well as on the church website itself for 24-7 access. Join us next time for Shi'ar Jashub.